look back on today or prior day and find something great. And, and don't just think, oh, yeah, that was great, but relive it. Relive it for just a minute. You know, the birth of your first child, the first the first kiss uh, with, with your significant other. Relive it for just a minute and you're going to feel better. You're not going to have every day be great. I, I think that there's probably in any given 30-day month, there's going to be three days that aren't going to be great no matter what. There's going to be three days that are going to be great no matter what. There's going to be 80% of those days that are somewhere in the middle. And if you start your day off right and you look for what is great and you reflect on what is great, you're going to win most, if not all, of those days in the middle. And that's going to make you less stressful and you're going to have a happier, more joyful life. Do you need encouragement to turn tragedies into your own triumphant life story? If so, this podcast is for you. you. Listen to powerful guests who have persevered through challenges so you can gain strength to build your championship life. The host of Professor of Perseverance Podcast, Dr. James Perdue. Hey, 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 come on in. Hey, hey, I'm Professor of Perseverance. I'm Dr. James Perdue, and thank you for coming in to the Professor of Perseverance Podcast. And again, I'm not a professional at this, but we will interview people who have been through some type of tragedy, struggle, adversity, challenge, and they're going to tell you how they got through the other end to let you know life is worth living, and it's a better place than what you may think where you're at. We're going to get to that other end is what we're going to do. So we have a guest today, but kind of an important guest for me because we'll get in this little topic too as well. All right. But what happened is he suffered a heart attack. And uh, according to the doctor, they said small heart attack. Now, I, I know there's major, major and stuff like that. But to me, a heart attack, I don't know what's so small about it. But instead of a small heart attack, and his doctor says, hey, you neither you change your stress level and your lifestyle or the big one's coming. You remember old witch's name on uh, Sanford and Son? The big one. The big one, you know. So he said the big one's on the way. Well, he thankfully changed his way, changed his lifestyle, changed his stress management, and he is here with us today. So welcome to the show author of, let's put it up here, Great Things Happen Every Day, Finding Joy with Family, Friends, and can't see the other, is something that a Oh, banana milkshake. All right. Now, welcome to the show. Phil Bart, 2003 contestant on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. That's a topic in itself that we could discuss one day uh, overcoming, because I'm sure there's a lot of things you got to hoot you got to get through to get through that. So There uh, is. I bet there is. So we could use that as a topic on another day. So, all right. Uh, so, all things happen every day. Phil, thank you for coming in, buddy. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. We talked uh, here briefly before we uh, started the podcast here. Loving your memorabilia stuff there. So um, I know you. I'm know you may or may not have a will at this point, but if you you don't have one, there's a couple of them baseball bats you can will to me, and I'm sure you may have a son or somebody you may have uh, keeping in the family. But if uh, 
they decide they don't want it, you can just wheel it on over to me. I I will I will give them your name. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. All right, Phil. Hey, again, thank you for coming in and sharing your your journey, your story with us, so we can help people in the long run. You know, we're gonna help people today. We're gonna help them tomorrow. But you know, they say this stuff on the internet stays forever. So hopefully, a year, a uh, hundred years from now, hopefully someone's gonna find this, and you're gonna help to help them with their case as well. So thank yeah. you for sharing your time and and story with us. And let's go ahead and get started here, Phil. So you had the small one, right? And doctor says you need to change your ways. Yep. So <clears throat> I was at uh, a Boy Scout camp with my son, and fortunately it was local, and it was turned out it was about, I don't know, five-minute ambulance ride from there to the hospital. Uh, and and the whole week I was feeling bad. And and the, the backstory before all this, about three, four months before the, the actual heart attack, I met a friend of mine and I just said, Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. What's going on? And he said, well, I'm recovering from a heart attack and, and I'm blown away. Cause he's about my age, about my size. And, and I didn't think people our age and size would have heart attacks, you know? So I said, well, tell me about it. And so he told me all of the symptoms that led up to the heart attack. And so now, you know, you fast forward to August and I'm at summer camp and it start, I start checking off. Oh, Tom told me that. Tom told me that. It, it, and, you know, I didn't want to think that it was going to happen. And and so I made a deal with myself. You know, I'll go to the doctor right. You know, next week I'm in Las Vegas. So so the week after, well, the week after that, we got a, a conference we're doing down on the beach in South Carolina. So so after that, you know, I'll go to the doctor. And uh, that wasn't the way it pl- played out. On, uh, on Thursday, I was feeling really bad and I went to the a medic and she took my blood pressure and she said, your blood pressure has tanked and that can be a sign of a heart attack. So they called 911, took me over to the hospital. And, and that's where, you know, you said you didn't know there was such a thing as a small heart attack. I didn't either, but they ran the test on me. So, well, it was just a small one. And I'm thinking, man, I'd hate to have a big one. Uh, that's right. <laughs> I guess they go all the way from small to dead. I don't know. But, um, you know, they, they put in two stents. And, and the reason they called it small was because they were small arteries that had to have stents. And would, they, I, would uh, it also would it also be determined uh, how much damage may have been done or not done? Correct, correct. Uh, so so they actually they give you this thing they put in your blood or they they take your blood and they they run it through this thing and and the number comes up small to large and uh, mm-hmm. yeah it's and so my numbers were small they were small arteries that got that, that uh, you know, one was 95% blocked. So they put a couple of stents in, but this is afterwards. I had a couple of uh, doctors talk to me and the, the one was, you know, you need to watch your salt intake. You need to lower your caffeine, lower, you know, lower your fats. Don't eat, don't eat red meat, but once a week and so on. And the other one, the, the surgeon, the heart surgeon said, you need to lower your stress. And, and I wasn't prepared to hear that, you know, I was prepared to hear, you know, change your diet, do more exercise, eat more fish and and broccoli and that kind of stuff. But when he said, lower your stress, uh, that, that kind of surprised me. And he said, what you need to do is take a week off every three months. He said, because it's just not worth it. And, and so I did, you know, 
primarily because my wife was in the room with me. So I didn't, you know, she heard it. She said, yeah, she heard it. That's yep. right. That's right. It's happening. It's yeah. happening, buddy. <laughs> That's right. Do what wife, see what the wife says. <laughs> That's exactly right. So, uh, so it, you know, the August through the end of the year was kind of recovering therapy and all that. And so, you know, you move into 2016 and I'm starting back at work and end of the first quarter, she said, okay, it's time. We're going to take a, uh, a week's vacation and we're just going to stay home, you know, because there's still a recovery. I mean, recovery from even a small heart attack. I, I had a relative of my wife's at Wormy. He said, it's going to be a year. It is going to be a year where you're going to have things where you're just, you're going along with the day and then, you know, seven o'clock, you're like, that's it. I, I have to go to bed. You know, whatever. There, there are all kinds of things and, and boy, it played out just like that. But she said, you know, we can do small things. And so the first day we went to the zoo and we took our youngest son and we um, had a picnic lunch in the car, saw the gorillas, all that fun stuff. At the end of the day, I got on Facebook and I posted, hey, these are the great things that happened today. Didn't think much about it, but I felt better just by reflecting on what good things had happened that day. And they were, they were simple things, right? We, we saw the gorillas. We saw a baby cheetah. It listed them. And so the next day we went to the art museum and at the end of the day, I did the same thing. Great things. Saw some artwork that just blows my mind and, and saw some artwork that looked like my kindergarten finger painting, whatever. And, and, you know, we had a nice lunch and I listed it and people, gave me likes and you know that's the currency of Facebook getting the likes and I kept doing it not because of the likes but because it kind of felt good to do it so somewhere along the line I'm thinking well how long can I keep doing this because it's easy on the week of vacation will I be able to find things that next week and what happened was I did and I still do so it's been five plus years that I've been doing this now, finding the great things in life. You, and, and I trained my mind to look for them. And so I started finding them and that lowered the stress because you can look for two things in life. You can look for what's good and what's positive. And sometimes it takes some work to look for it, but you can look that direction or you can look for what's bad. And Neither one of them are hard to find. It's actually pretty easy to find what's messed up in the world. You know, turn it's on the TV. It's easier to find yep. what's wrong with everything than it is. Yeah, we're just trained that way. I told someone one time, I said, we've been trained as a baby that if we act negatively, we get the attention from mom and dad. All right. When I'm hungry, what I do? Why? When I want to be cleaned? Why? When I want to be picked up? Why? So we're 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 conditioned at the very beginning to do something negative. That's to true. Get, to get something, and so yeah, we've got to learn to train ourselves to find the positive, just like you said, or we'll naturally drift to the negative. Exactly. And the the good news is when you start looking for it, you'll you you'll find it at first, and then it'll find you. So mm, there yes. there was a study. 1957 scientific American talked about the brain's reticular activating system. And, and basically whatever you look for, you find. So, you know, you buy a new white Corolla or whatever, and then all of a sudden you start seeing white Corollas all over. Cause that's what your mind is, is training. And subconsciously you pick that up 
And mm -hmm. that's what happened to me on this journey for great things. So it lowered, you know, it lowered my stress. You, it's not perfect. You're not, life is not going to be 100%, you know, unicorns and rainbows, as my friend says, uh, but you're going to notice more of what's going right in the lot in your life and what's good about it. And in doing that, you lower your stress. Yeah. I, yeah that's, 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 I believe that because uh, again, it's, it's how you're focusing and say, I, I try my best. I'll, I'll watch some of the news because I know all they're going to give me is all the bad stuff all day long. And then I love it at the end. They'll say, and then we got this inspiration. And then they talk about a minute and a half of somebody after spending 17 minutes on the bad, you know. And so yep. I, I, I try to just watch enough so I know what's going on in the world so I'm not left out. Uh, but I don't focus on I forget it. Uh, I wish there was a new cast that would give you the the good. I understand we have to have the bad in some things. I understand that. I mean, yes, I want to know if our murder or rapist is running my neighborhood. Right. I do understand that. Okay. But continuously on and on and on. Yeah. So I limit that. And I limit uh, reading the newspaper. Uh, most yep. time I'll read the sports page and the funnies, uh, the comics. Well, <laughs> yep. And, and then the third thing, I'm getting old enough now. I'll read the obituary just to make sure my name's not in there. And, <laughs> and so uh, that's about the main three things I'll read in the newspaper, basically. So, yeah, you're, you're ahead of me because I grew up around Cleveland and there's no good sports news right now from Cleveland after yesterday. So oh, I, I, I tell you what, it, it was a good game, though. Last it night. was it was a good game, but it ended the same way. They always wind up ending against Baltimore. But but hey. I still found great things yesterday. Just That's wasn't right. wasn't wasn't on uh, TV last night. <laughs> that no, wasn't one of the great things. I know we're I know we're drifting a little bit, but I'm yeah. I'm outside of Nashville, Tennessee, so my Titans have stunk it up the last couple of games. But we're not the same team without King Henry. Yeah, and so we we he's he's hopefully they're planning to have him back right for the playoffs. But we were that number one seed. Now we've dropped to three, third now. So we're we're in the survival mode to be able to make sure we stay in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. That's a topic on its own. Talk we'll, about we'll that one yeah, yeah, to whine and cry about the Titans and the uh, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> that's, another, that's another topic. So, all right. So now, uh, so basically you, you've, you've started a uh, gratitude journal. Right. Online, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think it's great that you're sharing it with your Facebook friends and stuff for them to be able to pick up and maybe they start their own or at least reading something positive from somewhere. So, yeah, exactly. I've had several of them. I said, I, I put out a challenge and I said, look, November, you know, a lot of people always are, here's what I'm thankful for in November. So, Here's my challenge to my Facebook friends. Every day, find something that's great, put it on Facebook and tag me. And there's been several of them that have pushed through the whole month. And uh, and, and then people will pick it up in the middle of the month and it's it's all good. You know, Had I just had somebody yesterday, the day before, hey, here are the great things that uh, happened. I haven't seen her for a while, but it was just like, yeah, I got a friend of mine that does this and uh, 
it was it's really cool to see it and to see them spreading the good news and and what's good in life to their Facebook friends. And and, and who knows, you may uncork the genie in them that's going to uh, yes set set them a new standard in life, and then they're going to rub off on someone else. And who knows, this old world is going to be better and better every day we get. Yep, absolutely. All right, so now what the, what do you what do you do other than the journal writing, the gratitude? Do anything else to help with this stress level? So, yeah, a couple things. Uh, the first thing is the journal kind of turned into a book mm-hmm. and, and talked about the practices. And writing the book actually was, was fun. You, you know, writing a book could be stressful. If, oh, yes. Oh, because yeah. there's a lot of work to it, and you, you have to put it in certain formats to get it on Amazon, et cetera, et cetera. But it was fun in that I knew, you know, this is something I feel passionate about. And and this was, my wife said, you know, you've been doing this long enough. You really ought to write a book about it. And so it was kind of a cool project. And and there was some fun moments along the way. I remember sitting in a Barnes & Noble in um, outside of Indianapolis with my wife and our youngest son. And I went around and kind of looked at the books. And I was like, you know, I, I'm trying to find what a good cover and title Mm -hmm. and and font and all that would look like. And ultimately we were in the cafe and scratched out on a cocktail napkin, what we wanted it to look like. And I, I think somewhere in my files, I still have the original cocktail napkin. Yeah, there you go. Um, And, and then she came up with, Hey, we got that picture of Tom, our youngest on the beach. I think that would be a really cool cover picture. And it is, you know, I, I've seen there's a lot of stress management books out there. And yeah, half of them you see on Amazon that the people are like pulling their hair out and everything. It's like, I don't want to get stressed out just looking at the cover of a book that's telling right. me what's good. So it got a kid standing on the beach. That's that's a low stress moment right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I like the idea with it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen other people like getting and they were, they got the eyes rolled in the back of the head or something. And yeah. you're going and going, am I looking like this after I read the book or this before, you know, see, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So not that I'm, not that I'm uh, trying to talk about any other uh, stress books. It's just uh, <laughs> may want to uh, come up with a more creativity way. Uh, That's right. Than, than looking so stressed out. So look, yeah. look more calm, look more right. at peace. So, and, and the other thing, I actually didn't answer your question real effectively, but I, I will try now. Uh, the other thing I do to limit stress is with my morning routines. So 2015, there was some psychologists from uh, Harvard that published the results of a study. And what they did was they took their the group and they cut them in half. And, well, I mean, they didn't cut the people in half, right? Half there of them go. were in one group and half of them were in another And so the one group, they started their day with three minutes of bad news. So the normal news you have uh, about whatever's going wrong in the world. The other half were given three minutes to start their day of solution-focused news. So it wasn't like, you know, all all positive and upbeat. It was just solution-focused news. And then they asked all of the participants six to eight hours later, how was your day? Was it good or was it bad? And the people who started their day with just three minutes of bad news were 27% more likely to say they had a bad day. So they, and, and it blew the people doing the study away. 
just that that start of your day is so critical and it's so important to get off on the right foot and and to do something positive so actually now my my social media post is great things that happened yesterday so the first thing i do is oh, i yeah. open the computer get on to facebook and i start typing hey here, here were the great things that happened yesterday. Starts me off on the right foot. I've got a few other things I do. Um, we've got dogs. And, and so you can't really get off on the wrong foot with dogs first thing in the morning. You know, once you, you feed them, they, they, they just want to tell you you're the most wonderful person in the world. Exactly. Crawl up on your lap. So I make sure that, you know, the first five, 10 minutes, if I got to get up a little early, that's what I do. But the first five, 10 minutes, start the day off on the right foot and it really sets the the puts the ball in motion for having a great day just the littlest bit of time yeah um yeah i was gonna say but to me this study you just mentioned I, i've never i haven't looked at it and read it but uh three minutes is 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 i'm surprised that that little of time has made that big of a, an effect okay because i've heard other gurus and the uh, stress level or positive mentality, whatever, and they start their day and they'll talk anywhere from 10 minutes to 30 minutes of meditation time, prayer time, whatever you want to call it time, and then reading something positive. And then while listening to positive messages or music or something, and they're talking 10 to 30 minutes of doing all that. So when you say three minutes, and then how much benefits was out of that? That's that's amazing to me to to learn that. So yeah. you, so now you can even go to the people and they can, people go. Well, I don't have thirty minutes to do it in the morning because I don't want to. All right, three minutes in, buddy. Yep, just give me three. Yep. So and and if I have if I have more time, I will I will meditate, pray, read the Bible, whatever. But at least three minutes. I can always make for a quick three minutes to start the start it off on the right foot. And and I'm very with you on this, man. If dogs, I, I I respect someone's. I respect anyone that comes up to me and said, I, "I have a service dog." All right, mm -hmm. and I'll say, "Do you want to pet him?" And I respect anyone who says, "No, I don't like dogs. Keep away from me. I don't want a dog." And then I respect them more than someone says, "I got to have a dog." And they chain them up in the backyard and don't yeah. play with them. Bring yeah. them food and water, and they're not playing with them except when they bring the food and water at them. That's the only. T oh boy, I can't stand that. No, so, no, I agree. And uh, but uh, you're talking about how yeah, they they make you the most important thing of their life. First thing in the morning, love to see you all day long. Um, yep. One gentleman, he was telling me one time, he said he knows his dog loves him. He knows his dog loves him. He said more than his wife loves him. And he gave <laughs> he gave me an example. He said, hey, if I take my dog and if I put him in the back of the trunk of a car, not that he did podcast people. He did not do this. It's only a story. <laughs> Fiction is just to something to get you to understand what he's saying. But he said, if I put my dog in the back of the trunk of the car for an hour, I come back later, open up the trunk. He's wagging that tail, happy to see me, licking me and wanting to play and everything. He said, but if I put my wife in the trunk of the car, oh, all right. So now you know where I'm going from. <laughs> Again, nobody, nobody was hurt. During the, the the storytelling here, nothing happened. It's just fiction. Podcast, just fiction, just to show you that 
you know, depending on your outlook, you know, right. things just put to you, whether it's an outlook of a dog or the outlook of an angry wife, you know, um, it depends on how the outlook is. So that's right. Not to say she shouldn't be mad if she was locked in there. I'm not saying that. No, okay. You know, no. but uh, yeah. But I, 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 one of my books, and I've written a couple of books. One of mine is I want to write a book about my service dog, how he's been. And um, um, just basically, we ought to have a better outlook on life like a dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So even if even if you get one that's been beaten, malnutrition, and then you find him and you show him love, and even though he's going to be skittish of you, scared of you, but once you keep showing the love and feeding him everything, they're going yep. to regenerate, redapt the way they should be. Yep. Yeah, so, you're right. We need to be more so like dogs. When, when, when we have something abusive happen to us or something, and again, I'm a spinal cord injury playing football got my neck broke you know i could have been miserable and not say i wasn't at points and but could have been like but to turn around had the mindset of a dog it's time to move on in life and and uh yeah it, it is the mindset <clears throat> because there were days and i'm sure you had it with the the injury there were days after the heart attack when um you know i was tired and dragging and just told my wife this is awful you know I'm never going to be the same and, and uh, just had to kind of shake myself out of that. She helped with that. And, uh, and, 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 you know, different is, is, is different. You can make it better or worse. Um, there are things I, I can't do now that I did before the heart attack and, and that's fine. Uh, it's just different. It's uh, I can better or worse is up to me. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so I choose better every chance I get. There we go. Um, lost my train of thought here. Better for worse. Going on. All right. Pick it up, Phil. Keep going. I got to go back and find my question. <laughs> I well, you know, just it, that was that was part of it. And and there's a you know people say, well, do you have a great day every day? No, no. There's good in every day. But you know, Zig Ziglar had a quote that said all all sun and no rain makes for a desert. So there are going to be things in life. Life is going to throw you curveballs. You know, um, in 2019, I lost my father. He had a, a lengthy uh, battle with Alzheimer's and he passed away in 2019. And, and there was nothing great about that. You know, um, it, it's great that he's not suffering and, and, and that kind of thing. But um you know, we had the funeral and the very, I had to leave the funeral, go to the airport or go home because they live four hours away. Next morning, get up and flew all the way to uh, Grand Prairie, Canada for work. And so, you know, it, it like hit me two days later. It's like, you know, I didn't really have time to grieve about this or anything. And, and it's, it is, it was a negative experience, but at the same time, you know, I'm on the West the Pacific time zone or one of those time zones way out there. So it's four in the morning. I'm waking up. I'm like, what am I going to do about this? And the answer is I'm going to put in my earbuds and I'm going to take, I'm going to go down to the treadmill and walk for a while while I listen to Waylon Jennings, because that was, you know, that takes me back to when dad's driving us to Florida and playing Waylon Jennings in the car. Cause that was one of the few, 
few artists that we could all agree on. And, uh, you know, so it takes me back to a, a great moment with him. You know, mm-hmm. in the moment, it's it's difficult. It's very tough. But if I go back and reflect on some of the really wonderful times we had driving down to uh, the Florida Keys where we stayed for a week and, you know, it just uh, it it helped turn it around. So, like I said, it's it's not 100 percent. You're not going to have a great day every day, but you can find great moments even in the tough days. Yeah. And even if even if you think there's going to be great days every day, you're just lying to yourself yep. and, and you're deceiving yourself. I mean, because even without stress management, without a heart attack, the world is hard to live in. It's not a beautiful day every day, like you said. So, hey, Mrs. M, come in. Hey, Mrs. M, she's saying hi to Phil. And uh, she says she feels your pain. So uh, I don't know what that means, but she feels your pain. So, Mrs. M, thank you for coming in. And so, um, up, but, oh, you, man, you mentioned some Waylon Jennings. Boy, go back to some old uh, Hank Sr. and... Uh, the old possum and um, who else am I thinking of? Oh shoot, uh, Johnny Cash. Well, you're going way back Cash. here. With, you, yep. You're going back way back on that. Hey, Mrs. M. She's back up. She says both of her uh, parents uh, oh abandoned her and her adopted family. Oh wow, did the same thing. Well, Mrs. M. Sorry to hear about that. But uh, like uh, Phil was saying, let's. Um, Find some good out of this. I know that's going to be hard with uh, your parents and your band adopted family abandoning you, but uh, uh, hopefully you found some good out of something. So, uh, all right. So, all right. Uh, and thank you, Miss M, for coming in. So, all right, Phil. Now, here's what I was getting back to a minute ago when I forgot. Uh, I get that sometimes. You know, I know you say that yeah. all timers, but I <laughs> sometimes. And so, um, um, but it, it was on. Uh, right before we discussed, I was going to ask about your support system with your wife and the uh, family. Of course, you got your doctors, your specialists, and just uh, how great of a support system you feel like you had or maybe needed or didn't have enough, or what do you think? Oh, I think I think I did. Um, you know, clearly my wife and my kids, um, and and it was like for for the kids at the time. When I had the heart attack, I think my sons would have been, I'm going to have to do math here, but uh, 19, 16, and, and 12. And so it was kind of, you know, you got those teenagers that are always fighting with dad. Now now it's like, we're going to rally around dad, and we're going to help him out. And, uh, you know, uh, whatever work needs to be done around the house, we're, we're not going to have to be asked. We're going to volunteer. We're going to help out. Uh, you know, we're all on the same team kind of thing. Um, and my wife took care of me, uh, didn't, didn't let me be too big of a baby, uh, about it, you know, uh, but you know, help me because even before you can start the therapy, it's like, well, you gotta be able to walk to the end of the driveway and you gotta be able to do this. And so she, she walked with me and then she made sure I got to where I needed to go. So, and, and it was funny. It's not funny. It, so there was another guy in therapy that uh, had to drop out of therapy for his after his heart attack because his wife had promised him that she would take him for X number of weeks and that was it and she wasn't going to drive him anymore. Oh wow! And um, you know, I don't know the backstory or anything on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I just heard that I was like, it, 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 
whatever the backstory was, I was like, you know, I am really blessed here to have a wife and family and, and everybody who is going to take care of me and my in-laws and my mom and, and just all these people are doing so much for me. And, and I just felt so fortunate. And again, it's, it's, you know, it's different is different. How are you going to look at it? Well, I had a heart attack, but, but look at all the friends and, and, and people that love me that are taking, that are going out of their way to help me. And, uh, you know, I feel blessed and I might not have known that or, or might not, maybe I, maybe I intellectually knew that, but I didn't really experience that until the event. Yeah. And then I've said, again, cause I, again, I'm paralyzed. I'm in a wheelchair from the football injury and I wouldn't be successful in life if it hadn't been for my family. And it's not that because they had to do it because they're family, they loved me enough to do it. And again, they sacrificed so much for me to be able to experience life in a better way. Cause I've met other people that are similar to my injury and they didn't have this support system and they've been in nursing homes, been in and out of nursing home into a group home and they're not living by themselves. And so I'm very blessed to have the family that I have that uh, loved me and sacrificed so much for me as well. So yeah, you, you've got to be yeah. able to, to be blessed and thankful of that, that you got to experience that. And you got to be yeah. able to hang around to be able to experience that. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go back to this one, go back again. You're talking about the wife, you know, um, and I'm sure she motivated you in some way that you feel like you couldn't do something. And she's motivating you a way to get you to do a little bit more. That way you get a little bit stronger and healthier. So it goes back to me. You, you, I'm sure you saw this commercial. It's a uh, football commercial. All of a sudden you see this, this, um, coach is yelling in the ear of the referee he just how can you miss that call can you gonna and it's in football you know how can you hey they just going off and you hear the commentators you know it's a it's a commercial and you hear the commentator says man look at the focus on that referee how do you get such training for that and then all of a sudden the next scene you see him sitting in a chair watching TV and you hear the wife and I try to get you to take out the trash and you won't walk the dog so, so our, the wives can be a big motivator in some way. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and my wife uh, absolutely is and was, I mean, she would, she would get me out there, but she would also rein me in because there were those times I'm like, Oh, yeah, I think oh, I yes. can go further. I can go further. I can do it. No, that's not the plan. That's not what the doctor said. You're going to dial it back a little. So, yes, yes, yes. Uh, a great coach knows when to push and when to pull back. Yes, yep. and so that's that's great of her to recognize that for you. So, so. All right. I heard heard me feedback in there though for a second. Okay. All right, Phil. So um, yeah, we get a little bit of feedback here. Podcast, you hang in there. So. Hmm. Not on my end, right. is it? No, I hear it through my. Headphone. Oh, okay. She's, she's here when I'm talking. So maybe, maybe they didn't, they didn't like the uh, commercial with the uh, referee and the wife <laughs> hollering there. Maybe it. Uh, so. <laughs> All right, Phil. So hey, I appreciate you being here. And um, what, what, one or two tips could you give? 
I mean, you talked about your journal, your family uh, support system. Is there anything else that you can tell the uh, people listening that could help with them? Yeah. So I would say you, you need to look for what's good. And you also need to dial back on seeing what's bad. The bad news. Um, I, I like Facebook, but I only like Facebook because I have blocked a lot of negativity out of there because Facebook just loves to have people going back and forth and, and you're an idiot because and you're an idiot because and so on. That kind of negativity, it just drags you down. Uh, so I I call it, you know, look for what's good and, and kind of subtract what's bad. You, you can't eliminate all the bad from your life, but you subtract as much as you can. Don't, don't go headlong into stuff that is just bad for you. And, and just uh, brings you down, drags you down. Um, and, and then uh, the other thing that I think really helps with stress management is sharing the love. All right. So, yeah, I will tag people. I'll, I'll run into somebody in the, in the grocery store and then I'll tag them on Facebook. Hey, this is one of the great things I saw. So-and-so we talked for five minutes in the grocery store and, and they, they were like, Oh, well, thanks for tagging me. I'm like, but you were what part of what made my day great yesterday was just hanging out with you for two minutes, five minutes, whatever, talking about our kids. And, and so you kind of just share the love and let people know, Hey, you mean a lot to me. And, and it doesn't just have to be mom, dad, kids, wife, anybody. It, take that time to tell somebody, Hey, you mean you, our friendship means a lot. What you're doing for me means a lot and, and share the love. Yes, yes. Mrs. M, thank you for coming in. Uh, come in any other, anytime you want to while, uh, when we're on uh, other times. And Merry Christmas to you as well. And Merry you don't Christmas. have to say next month. Merry Christmas every day. We ought to be doing something and celebrating. It may not be Christmas every day, but a little piece of something that's going to give us it. some excitement. So, yep. all right. And, um, oh, I, was, I had a little incident years ago. They thought I had colon cancer and stuff and two tests verify colon cancer. And uh, one of my books I wrote there and I put in my book that um, um, I was in a win-win situation. You know, this is getting to where you're talking about tell people you love them and, and stuff. I told people I was in a win-win situation. I said, what I said, what if they get in there and they said, there's nothing more they can do with this colon cancer. They give me six months to live. I said, that gives me six months to go to tell the people that for helping me being in a wheelchair, thanking me Thank you and tell them much I love them. Appreciate all they've done for me. Give me six months to do that. I said, but then if they tell me, hey, everything's good, we're clean, said, you got another 30 years, that gives me 30 years to tell people, thank you for all you do for me and love them. So I, I told them I was in a win-win situation. And at that point, that. depending on who you're talking to, and not that I want to get to all spiritual and religious with this, but you find out who believers are. Yep. Okay. The ones that are believers, they're going man, it's beautiful. The ones that are not and unsure of things, I don't understand what you're talking about. There's no way I could do that if I knew I was dying. You know, so, oh, so yeah. So, yeah, I've had a couple of people like that that yeah, I, I couldn't do that if I was you. And then, yeah, you find out who then, who, who are believers. So, yeah. yeah you but do. fortunately, everything worked out great for me. And so now I'm here with this podcast. So, awesome. all right. Um, hey, uh, Phil, go ahead and tell us um, uh, more about, uh, let me 
pop your book up here. You go and tell people how they can find your book. And you can tell us other social media sites that they can find you. So the book is on Amazon. And it's uh, Family, Friends, and Banana Milkshakes. That's Those are a family favorite. Get the book and you can find out why. <laughs> and That's and right. the real easy way to find it is philbarthbooks.com. It'll take you to my Amazon author page. There's that book. There's also a book on Cleveland sports, which is completely different from this book, was written uh, before this book. And and there were a few great things that I found in that, but we already had the sports discussion. philbarthbooks.com. <laughs> I'm also on uh, Facebook. So if you look at Phil Barth in Ohio, I'm there. And Phil Barth on uh, YouTube. I have a, a YouTube channel where I – well, and philbarth.com. Okay. And Barth is B-A-R-T-H for the ones listening. Yes. yes. So Phil, B-A-R-T-H, Barth. All right. And so, yep. Yeah, and I'll, I'll get these uh, links and I'll put them in the description for people to be oh, able fantastic. to click on them and go find you quicker uh, from there for the ones that are – Driving, walking, exercising, whatever. Barth, B-A-R-T-H, and you can go look him up and Google him when you get home. So Google me. Yep, absolutely. That's right. All right, Phil. Appreciate you coming on here, and Mrs. M again. Thank you for coming in, and come back later. And again, and so Phil, you know that there's people hurting and struggling today, and I asked my guests to give a positive message to help people get through today. So if you can help us, that'd be a blessing. Look back on today or prior day and find something great. And, and don't just think, oh, yeah, that was great, but relive it. Relive it for just a minute. You know, the birth of your first child, the first, the first kiss uh, with, with your significant other. Relive it for just a minute and you're going to feel better. You're not going to have every day be great. I, I think that there's probably... In any given 30-day month, there's going to be three days that aren't going to be great no matter what. There's going to be three days that are going to be great no matter what. There's going to be 80% of those days that are somewhere in the middle. And if you start your day off right and you look for what is great and you reflect on what is great, you're going to win most, if not all, of those days in the middle. And that's going to make you less stressful and you're going to have a happier, more joyful life. Amen, brother. Appreciate that. So yeah, I'm I'm all for you. That um, there's days that's going to be so out of control, but we got to grab something to hang on to get us through that day. And other days, boy, this going to fly through. Nothing can go wrong. And but it's it's in the middle is where we make that decision. Is it going to be bad or good? And so from there, Phil, thank you again for coming on. I hope your wife and everybody's doing great. And and. Thank you for having me. Uh, best of luck to the Titans this year. It doesn't look like it's the Browns' year, so I'll be cheer cheering for the Titans. Hey, we appreciate that, and I was sure hoping the Browns could have finished off strong yesterday because then they were, because right now Baltimore is in the number one position of the conference, and so yeah. that would have bumped us back up to number two with Patriots in the first place seed. Yeah. But I was sure hoping they could bounce. About to hang on to them, but it didn't work. So we'll just have to see what happens. So, Mark, again, appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, go Titans. Uh, tighten up. 
and everything. So everybody else, hey, on the replay, be sure to share us out to someone you know. Again, you don't have to be in a stressful, heart attack way. You don't have to be a spinal cord injury paralyzed. But it's the positive hope that life still goes on is the message that you know someone needs to hear. So everyone else, thank you for coming in on the replay. Do something today, tomorrow, something next week that's going to help you persevere past your paralysis. Thanks for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. For motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. For more information, go to Facebook at Professor of Perseverance. Visit the website at ProfessorofPerseverance.com and view the YouTube channel, Dr. James Perdue, Professor of Perseverance.